Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama sick cast. Yeah, you're not feeling well. No. And you know what? I knew it was coming. I, like, felt it sneaking up on me. <laughs> and I was like, maybe if I just stay home on a Friday night, it'll kill it. But no, I knew the apex was coming. I knew I had to get to a place. Because if you get to the place, then you can get better. Okay, so you need to you need to reach what the the the, the, the tip of the climax of the mountain. Which uh, is the mountain the sickness? Yes. Okay. At the top of the mountain is the most sickness, kind of like altitude sickness. Okay, sure. And then as you come back down to sea level, you're like, mm, I feel so much better. This sounds like this mountain climbing sucks. Yeah, who climbs a mountain of oh, sickness? Well, I will say. Having done some dating in my recent past, <laughs> everyone in Calgary... Brag about it. Everyone in Calgary climbs a mountain. <laughs> well, I mean, we're so close to the mountains. I mean, I just like to go for a walk and look at a mountain. <laughs> but everyone else is like, no, I'm going to climb that mountain. No, no, it's, so- it's something about, like, it's something metaphorical, human nature and stuff. I don't yeah, know. Cresting peaks. Better writers than me can do. You can write about goals. how mountains mm. mean something. Everything means something. Everything means something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try real hard not to sniffle in anyone's ears. Yeah. I'm just going to like lean my head back and sniffle at the heavens. But we're like, this This is our pre-warning right now. You might hear some no- some nose noises. And you're going to like it. <laughs> you can't. That doesn't happen just because you tell people it would. People do what I tell them. All right. They like what I tell them to like. Okay. That's why Riverdale is so popular. <laughs> I may not like it, but I tell people to like it. <laughs> Actually, maybe I do like it again. There's parts. You can like parts of it. Yeah, there are it... there are storylines that uh Yeah. that kind of like separate themselves from the pack. Though they they never focus they're the ones they focus on. I want more about I want more cult. More cult. Maybe Josie and Archie, although I would love if Josie would have a storyline that's not she's dating Archie. <laughs> so in in the past week, I guess, um, I mean, I was watching this last time. I just didn't mention it. I watched, recently um, re-watched Altered Carbon. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I just realized that um, I think the character plays Valerie's in it. That's why she's not on Riverdale. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, maybe. That's also why we lost original Reggie. Netflix. <laughs> it's Netflix is taking kids They're from the other shows. And moving them. She had a better role in uh, Altered, Altered Carbon. Carbon. Same thing with original Reggie. Way better role. Was, on... Every time I say things like that, I start thinking like, wait, am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's, that's Valerie. Well, someone will tell us if you're wrong. Yeah. We'll get an email. It, it has it's nothing okay. to, do, to do with not watching um, Ultra Carbon recently. I might have just not watched Riverdale recently. I have this weird, <laughs> I have this weird thing sometimes where like I could convince myself something different happened. I have been convinced that the guy who plays Winston on New Girl has been on numerous shows. <laughs> he he looks like the guy in um uh, was it Timeless? Yes, he looks like the guy in but, Timeless, but not in the show. But just on the poster. Yes, just on stills. It's just, it's the beard. Yeah, I know. It's it's so funny because like you see the stills, and I'm like, is that Winston? And you watch the show, you're like, that's a hundred percent not Winston. But Definitely what, not. What is what is he doing stills that make him look exactly like someone else? There's also the guy who plays the older son on the neighborhood does not look like winston no mannerisms the same but there's like this one photo where i was like <laughs> why are winston and schmidt on a tv show together <laughs> uh they're not no they're not i just i just want to see that actor do shows i guess 
He, I, I mean, he's good. He's very funny. So, Kevin, I was late coming over here. Yes. Because you shifted our recording time slightly. Yeah. And I had already left our my home, actually, at Oh, that point. no. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'll just go to mom and dad's house. They have a suitcase to give me so I can go to Vegas carry-on only. Okay. And uh, mom had something that she really wanted me to watch. Okay. What was it? The Masked Singer. Oh, the uh, was it Ken Jong host that? Uh, no, he's one of the judges. He's in the judges. Nick Cannon is the host. Okay, well, I just know that Ken uh, Ken Jong. Um, he, he um he he tweets about it all the time. Nicole Pussycat Dolls. Schwinger. Yes. Um, Robin Thicke. <laughs> That's me not not me not being able to pronounce her last name is forgetting what her last name looks like. Yeah, I know it has S's and W's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Robin Thicke and Jenny McCarthy are the main hosts, but they have guests, guest hosts. Yeah. I mean, judges. Yeah. And I have not watched an entire episode. I have no interest in that. Yeah. But on YouTube, they have all of the performances. Of course. And all of the reveals. Yeah. And all of the clues. And I was like, this is literally all I need. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, filler. Yeah, yeah, get rid of all that filler. So I have now somehow gotten, like, really into who the last three could be. <laughs> what a, what what a, a weird what a weird show. It's a weird place for me to be because I saw all the ads and I was like, this is dumb. Well, it's based but now on, I'm like, oh. It's based on a Japanese TV show, yeah? Oh, that, that seems that, accurate. Because I'm pretty sure that's uh, Ryan Reynolds did a Deadpool promotion on the Japanese version of the show where he sang something and then revealed it was Ryan Reynolds. That seems apt. It yeah. is famous or C-level famous people. Yeah. Who are wearing masks and singing songs. And I am convinced. I have not seen this theory online. Everyone online is like, ooh, the peacock is Donny Osmond or Neil Patrick Harris. I am convinced that it's Hugh Jackman. Because everyone forgets that he is a trained Broadway actor. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I mean, yes, he's a singer. And if and I am, I mean, of... everyone's like, ooh, greatest show. What a surprise. Hugh Jackman can sing. And I'm like, yeah, dumb dummies. <laughs> He, he got was, his start in musical theater. He wasn't theater. just Wolverine. He was in theater before he was Wolverine. How dare you? He wasn't just Wolverine. He was in Oklahoma. He sang the Surrey with the fringe on top, which is weird because he's Australian. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a lot of things. Hugh Jackman is so many things, and I hope he's also a peacock. <laughs> All right. Should we do our show now? Yeah, this yeah. is a depressing episode, and I just wanted some life yeah, before well, we got yeah, into it. Yeah, welcome to an, to an episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs, where we're going to spend an hour trying to drag some comedy out of this downer serious episode. And we might just cry, <laughs> and then Soro eat pizza at the end. So, buckle up! For <laughs> 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 this, is, this is the OC, Season 2, Episode 22, The Showdown. The Showdown. So first of all, let me say I was wrong. I was convinced there were 25 episodes this season, and there's actually only 24. No, I, I think I was convinced there was 25 episodes this season. No, no, you're right. It was me. You're right. It, it was, was you. <laughs> so this means we only have two more episodes to drag ourselves out of this depression-filled hole. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the final two episodes of the season are just going to be real uppers. <laughs> you know what OC likes to do? End seasons on a high note, or end seasons on a, on a happy note. I... Love the OC. I actually love this episode. They've done some very good things. Yeah. But, oh. <laughs> so this episode, 
is going to end on a low note, and it's going to start on a low note, because our f- good friend Kirsten is drinking some morning vodka. Yeah, so apparently Kirsten now has just permanently moved up to vodka now. So she is, by morning vodka, I mean a glass of vodka with a small amount of tomato juice for color. I, well, to hide that is vodka. I... I I do I do find it interesting that the writers of the show were like, we can't just show her drinking wine in the morning because I think we've done that before. We have to show it escalation. What is higher than morning wine? Morning vodka, as it turns out. Morning vodka. And she knows her morning vodka is bad because Sandy <laughs> makes some loud exclamation, where's the newspaper? And she hides that vodka. Yeah, yeah. She sneaks it away while Sandy uh, comes in and he, and he wants to go with Curse into Palm Springs. He wants to take like... Yeah, a bonding vacation. Is he going for work and wants to tack on the trip, or does he just want to go? No, I, think or... he, I think he just wants to go. It, it it seems very much to me that ever since he got back from Florida, like, and he had talked with his mom, he wants to bond with Kirsten. He wants to spend time with her and figure stuff out. So he can't be old and alone like his mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Kirsten, however, though, is like, oh, no, I'm just drinking tomato juice. Ooh, I don't know about Palm Springs. Oh, it's, just like, uh, it's, it's just like thoughts of the things that are going on. Oh, she, my she, wife. Yeah, she gives uh, my wife. No, no, you're you're my wife. <laughs> no, my wife. No, no, you you are my wife. Yes, you said that, your wife. No, you said my wife. What? What? <laughs> No Palm Springs, Sandy. You're confused. You're drunk. <laughs> You've been drinking this vodka I found right here. What? What? <laughs> I took this out of your hand. Morning vodka, Sandy. How? I am so ashamed of you. And then she just swigs it down. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> I'm being you right now, Sandy. I would not be surprised if this is Kirsten's new thing. Because it's basically... Uh, so we have to check in very quickly with the kids as they come uh, stomping in, Ryan and Seth. And Seth has had a growth. Somehow yeah. on on that airplane, he grew as a man. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be clear. The thing that happened in spring break is, is, I would say, cursory his fault. He should have backed out. But he was also a he was teenage also, but he, boy. But, but he, was, he was also harangued into it. By so, well, one girl, but. <laughs> and so he's decided... That he needs to s- tell Summer. Ryan does point out that it was on national TV. Yeah. So, so I like to say she's going to see it. But. Like there's going to be some fun reruns. But Seth wants to do the right thing. Yeah. And Kristen's like, why would you want to tell her? Keep your deep, dark secret secret forever. Then we have to come up with a term. I know the technical term is dramatic irony of where so- where someone, because it happens so much on, on the OC, where someone says something that pertains to one person, but is really for something else. Because the point Sandy is like. Well, no, you you shouldn't lie to someone. You should always tell them the truth if you're in a relationship with them. Even if it's hard. <laughs> so it's a me, Sandyism. Yeah, it's just a Sandyism. So Sandy does some Sandyisms at, at, at Seth, Seth. And Kirsten goes, ooh. And then she makes a very bizarre choice. <laughs> Which is to put her daytime vodka in the sink. Not pour it out, though. Just leave it there, I guess, in case she changes her mind later. And then go, ooh, we do need to do Palm Springs. I love our relationship now. Goodbye. But part of this comes out is I just be like, what? What happened? Hold on a second. What? Why did you just leave your drink there? And he picks up that drink and he smells it. And it smells like vodka. Well, I meant to look that up. And by look that up, I mean open. Oh, you can smell alcohol. 
Can you smell vodka? Though yes. I thought the whole point of vodka is that it's like tasteless. I've smelled vodka and screwdrivers. All right. <laughs> Accurate. You're a non-drinker. Yeah. So I, I was. I can. I smell alcohol very. I was just going to open a bottle of vodka and be like, "Do you smell?" Well, because because I mean, alcohol smells. Alcohol when it, does smell. As soon as you put alcohol in something, it's going to smell. And also, her drink is ninety nine percent alcohol, one percent <laughs> tomato juice. Yes, it's a very light red. So, Sandyisms they happened. Uh, so we got over to the. B plot? Yes, it is the B plot. I would say this is the B plot, where Marissa is getting ready for school, and she's trying very hard to be okay. She she got a... Turns out her injury from the thing was a very, very hard bruise on the collarbone. Which seems apt, because he was really, like, grabbing around her torso. No, that's fine. I'm saying that she's also just, like, she tried to cover it up, but she's not very good at yeah, covering it up i'm not sure why she didn't decide to wear like a turtleneck well it, it's it's this strange like collision where she's like well i gotta cover up the bruise but also still want to show off that cleavage i mean marissa's main goal this entire episode is appear normal at all costs i guess i guess which that's means true she appears aggressively abnormal yeah so that's what she's doing right now she's like no I would always wear a bla- blazer with cleave. I have to. I have to. So uh, she gets a call from Trey. Well, he tries to call her, and then she doesn't listen to anything he says. And then the worst character known to man. Jess, the overdose girl, is still in this show, and I think she's a ghost haunting him. Because literally all she does <laughs> is taunt him. Yeah, like she appears in the background just sort of like, hey, we just had sex, but you called her. Most girls do this. She doesn't like you. Anyway, ah, I'm your conscience. Avenge my death. You will be visited by three ghosts. And they're all me. <laughs> they're all Jess. The Jess of the Jess of Jess's past. The Jess of Jess's present. <laughs> the Jess of Jess's future. And it's just like I just don't want to have accosted my boy my brother's girlfriend. <laughs> I don't want to be the bad guy everyone thinks I am. I blame so much of, like, Trey. Like, going forward, we're going to see where Trey goes. I'm going to blame everything now on Jess, who has been worm-tonguing him. It's just been whispering in his ear, no one likes you. You're a bad guy. Gandalf the the Grey will not come to save you. You're a sexual predator. I can't. I can't. Man, in, in, in... In, like, one minute, this show did both a parody of Scrooge and Lord of the Rings. All in one. Both of which had come out at this time. (laughs) (sighs) So she heads off, I guess. And Trey has to linger in his sorrow. Trey will continue to linger for the episode. So at school, Seth approaches Summer with vim and vinegar. And he's straight up, he's like, like, all right, well, I gotta tell you what happened down in. And she's like, (laughs) "Mm -hmm, I know. And I'm not mad at you. I just know you're going to do bad things at all times. It, it's not surprising that she gives him no no credit for, like, he was going to tell her. 
He tried. He wasn't actually going to keep it a secret, which is what old Seth would have done. Mm-hmm. New Seth still gets trapped in ridiculous plots. I figured it out. I figured I wrote it down because I think I figured out what Seth's problem is. He's a sitcom character living in a dramatic TV show. Mm. Because if this was a sitcom, that thing would have happened. It would have been like, oh, so I don't know that with that you know that you know this this crazy thing happened. I got this whole like ra- like weird contrivance, and she and then everyone would have laughed and like crossed their arms. Yeah, unless it was the season finale. Yes. In which case they would have been like, I just don't know. And then they all would have gone to Mexico. Well, the, then the, the well, then I think the the premise of the episode would have been, ah, but you did decide to tell her. That shows growth. It's true. Because sitcom is about quick growth that, that resets. Well, drama, dramas are about long growth that usually doesn't reset. Except for maybe sometimes. Maybe Caleb. <laughs> Freaking Caleb. So, he yeah, he tells her, but she, uh, I guess... To spite him. Tells him her own news. Which is that. She kissed Zach. And nothing else happened. Really? Shut up, Summer. I think she just kissed Zach. I think so, too. Yeah, I, think she, I think at this point she's just, like, angry and trying to poke him. And she does... She says something which is very, very true. Their relationship should not be this hard. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's dating Seth Cohen, <laughs> so... Unfortunately, she's dating a sitcom character. So things I mean, are just going to keep getting thrown at them. I mean, think of the ridiculousness of that. He go he goes to spring break to hang out with a bunch of old people, and somehow that gets him into a whipped cream contest. Yeah, this would never happen to anyone other than Seth. <laughs> exactly. There's no way it would happen to anyone else. And I mean, he did get beaten up. He got he got creamed by those uh, handsome Bible study bros. <laughs> Yeah, that did happen. It did happen. And I guess uh, Mary Mary Sue ran off with her $5,000. And no one ever saw her again. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the show Empire. <laughs> I couldn't think of another show. Sure, Empire. Empire is not correct. No, it's not. The but you said it. The beginning of that show Nashville? She grew up to be Connie Brighton? That sure, seems accurate. Sure. All right. Yeah, I can take that one. So let's move over to where Julie has spent two hours making Eggs Benedict. For Caleb, who is a garbage human being. He gives her nothing. He's like, ooh, I mock all of your choices. Why would you make something like that for someone with a heart condition? Also, why did it take you two hours? Also, why are you so dumb? How dare you love me? I hate you. Everything you do is wrong forever. Ah. And Julie's like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll eat these now. <laughs> no, she just throws them out, I think. I think so, though, though, I will say the angle she gives does not make me think there's a garbage can there. I think she just dumps <laughs> them on the counter. She's like, how dare you? <laughs> uh, th- then the, the maid will clean it up, right? I just dump it on the counter. That's what maids are for. I just dump it on the counter. Yeah. So at school, because this is not a sitcom, there are long-lasting repercussions to the bad things characters do. Yeah. Ryan's going to have a very strange episode. So Ryan comes up to his girlfriend and kisses her. (laughs) I mean, he does kind of like an ambush kiss. He comes in from behind and she like judo. Which like is like steps out of the way. cute and romantic, except that his girlfriend has been assaulted while he's been away. Yeah, yeah. And this sort of just leads into them kind of just half debriefing. And Ryan's super cool and super chill. And Marissa, who has had a very rough weekend, spring break, is like, yeah, everything's cool. Nothing happened. Yeah. He does sort of like, hey, we're going to go have weekend plans. Let's have a special date. And she's like, yeah, special. Okay. Yeah, nothing special happens in my life. Yeah, okay. Bye. 
That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Ryan. And also poor Marissa. Poor a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe poor Kirsten, because now the Carter's gone. A receptionist comes in and gives and says that he left a present for her. In his office? I have a question, Aaron. Does this receptionist seem real confrontational to you? Well, she's very suspicious about the fact that there is a jewelry box <laughs> in Carter's office. I, I remember that she is so that she it feels like she's angry. I feel like there's something about this reception. Like maybe she had a crush on Carter, and now she has to deal with a new editor. And now, and maybe maybe we should follow this receptionist for a little bit. Hear her story, her unrequited love for Carter. And then he left, but all he ever cared about was Kirsten. And now she's giving Kirsten jewelry, and it's not even romantic jewelry; it's editorial jewelry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that this um one this uh, actor who I think she might appear in another episode is just really committed to this scene. This <laughs> all I could focus on was like how she she was like, yeah, he left this for you, and then like gave a little sneer and left off. And walked she's off. really committed to her backstory. I like her. I like I like this receptionist. <laughs> she's got spunk. Anyway, so yeah, he, uh, Carter left Kirsten a jewelry box. And, and it's from it, the place that they went to where they got drunk and... Almost maybe kissed. There's Aaron, there's many places that happened. <laughs> they get drunk and almost kiss everywhere. But this time, they almost stayed overnight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I guess he went back and got her a, a nice little necklace. Cute. Cute. Now, he can only have left this in his office before he had the terrible night at Kirsten's. Because if he left it after... Well, yeah, because he, he left on... Well, I think because he was leaving on Monday, he probably left it on Friday. And I bet if he had been planning on leaving it after, he would have been like, maybe this is for me. <laughs> maybe not. But unfortunately, he left it before. Actually, he said they they were cleaning out his office. What if he just had it in his desk and it was... And <laughs> he was like, one day. <laughs> Someday I'll do this. It just says Kirsten. It's not a note to give it to her. <laughs> it's just like a post-it for himself. Ah, baby. All right, let's get let's head back to these, to these children, if you will. And they are real children, because Zach, he flags down somewhere in the hallway, and he's like, I need to know what our kiss means. And Which so means he's literally been thinking about it. Ever since it happened, like yeah. a week ago, maybe. Um, it's, it's probably a no. It's probably a couple days. They said this is the first time I've been back to school since spring break. So yeah, who knows how long spring break is? Apparently, two days. But Zach has been thinking. So Summer though gives a very non-committal answer because he's like, "Is it? Was it just a kiss, or was it something more?" And Summer's like, "It was just a kiss, but maybe something more." And then in comes Seth. He's like, "I I choose option A and B." I'm doing the SATs. <laughs> she just fills in both bubbles. <laughs> Can't do this summer. Is it A? Is it B? Is it answer C, which is A or B? Or is it answer D, which is neither A nor B? Well, if there's anything we know, they're in grade 11, right? So they're not prepared for the SATs. Well, no. They should be doing these SATs real soon, Aaron. Oh, that's right. We learned that from Riverdale. Yeah, they should be doing these SATs. They like, should have done them already. Yeah. I mean, this is spring break. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They missed their SATs, Aaron. Where was the episode about that? <laughs> they're never going to get to the... They should be auditioning for the schools they want to go to. Why are they auditioning for Juilliard? <laughs> oh, I know why. Because in comes Seth, and he's like, oh, I caught ya. <laughs> ah, I was walking by. And Zach's like, I'm yes, a sitcom man. You did catch me. And I want you to know I love Summer so much that I will quit the comic book. Which is important because we learned something now 
Uh, Zack has been tainted by the OC. He once was an angel boy, but now he claims he's not a nice guy. Because the quote in the comic book thing is definitely a ploy because he knows that's what the wedge was between. He knows that's what Summer wants. So this, this sort of leads into like him being like, I'm a polo guy. None of us are nice. And I'm like... Nice but, try, Zach. But also... I mean, no, because you're being you're not you're not really being selfish because selfish would be screw you, Summer. I'm going to get rich off of this comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just going for the girl you want it, is not. Yeah. No, it does kind of sound like like that because I mean, let's th- think first season Luke. Let's imagine first season Luke got like a football scholarship or something. And Marissa was like, but stay here with me. Luke would be like, see ya. Yeah, exactly. Because that's how being a jerk works this is just zach trying <laughs> to be a jerk oh Z- zach is what, what what we call a soft boy trying to be a hard boy and he's failing up both he's such a soft boy but kevin this is war yes because the launch is on saturday <sighs> so uh, another quick scene where trey is waiting to talk to marissa and marissa's just skulking around and lying to her friends I want everyone to pay attention to the escalation that Trey makes from being from like being somewhat acceptable to being completely insane. So it starts with a phone call, and which she one, doesn't want. Yeah, it is when he appears at her school, just sort of like looking around, just like hoping he'll find her. But he doesn't see her. Yeah, and he goes. Yeah, and Marissa sneaks out with Summer. She also lies to him. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally good. I just, uh, school, right? Am I right? School. What's the deal with school, Summer? What's the deal? Blazer over his chest. (laughs) Uh, This heads over to Kirsten, uh, where she says she can't do Palm Springs anymore, I guess. Because Sandy drank all the tomato juice. (laughs) Well, that's the, he does he does drink all the tomatoes. I guess so. She can't mix it into, <laughs> so she can just have vodka water. I it's guess a, it's a bizarre passive aggressive move from Sandy, being like, "Now you can't drink your alcohol juice anymore." <laughs> and she's like, "Well, now I can't go to Palm Springs. I can't get my time off." And he's yeah. like, "But." Our relationship? I guess the concept being that she got the necklace from Carter and then was like, my feelings. That seems very, very Kirsten. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it does. And Uh, Sandy uh, does, in fact, see the necklace and be like, huh, pretty. (laughs) Anyway, goodbye. (laughs) I I have so much tomato juice inside me right now. I gotta go. I'm real antioxidized. I shouldn't have done this. I don't have enough oxygen in my body. I need more oxygen. I'm going to the hospital for oxygens. <laughs> more oxygens. <laughs> Poor Sandy. So, in a hilarious scene, <laughs> Zach is a teenager at Reed, and Reed's like, no. Reed's an adult and back at him. You can't quit the comic book because we all have contracts. Yeah. And you have to honor your contract like a functional grown-up. Yeah, like you're doing a business here. Zach. And then Zach's like, ooh, Seth, you did this. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is Seth's fault. You said you and the thing is Seth like tries to play it like, oh, I did. And I and I have no doubt that he tried. And that he, succeeded that he, at that nothing. he was like, Reed, here's the thing. You gotta make sure Zach doesn't leave the comic book, or else I'm gonna leave the comic book. And Reed was just like, Neither of you are leaving the comic book. You signed a contract. He's like, Yes, that's the idea. And Reed's like, No, you all signed legally binding documents. Exactly. 
you're on you're we're on the same page here reed and at this moment i'm like whoa reed's awesome <laughs> reed is awesome and this show kind of tries to find ways to paint her in a real bad light but that only works if you consider the perspective of these teenagers? highly emotional teenagers <laughs> when you remember that she's like a 25 year old woman you're like oh yeah yeah who's just trying to make a business yeah yeah who this twenty five year old woman who took a chance on a bunch of teenagers and their and like their good comic book and is now slightly <laughs> regretting it? They're like, oh, I hate, I hate these teens. How dare you? Well, let's head over to where Julie and Caleb more of their relationship. So Julie goes to deliver an envelope that she received to Caleb at work, and he mocks her again. <laughs> yeah, because she wants counseling. Yeah. For their for their marriage. Which he claimed he wanted to give a second chance at. Yeah. But then we learn that this package. <gasps> ooh, ooh. Inside of it. Ooh. What is it, Kevin? It's the surveillance photos we saw a couple episodes ago. Yeah. It's the big photos of Julie kissing our strong blackmailer man. Now, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. These can't be the first time you've seen these photos. Because otherwise, why would he have why done would this any elaborate of this other second st- plan? <laughs> Why has this other stuff been happening? And why has he been mocking her? I assume this, the the reason he ordered these big photos is for the reveal later. And now he's like, haha, my blackmail photos are in. We actually saw the scene where he's like, ah, yes, my, my terrible dramatic plan is coming together with these big photos. So it's literally him being like, hmm, the glossy prints. Yeah. Headshot size. <laughs> Because the other option is he's just been an asshole up until now. I mean... I'm glad we're in agreement that this, these has to just be his dramatic photos. <laughs> yes. These are it his is pl- Caleb. These are his plot photos, if you will. Ooh. Ooh it's, it's, it's much more interesting than, like, take, giving her a DSLR and being like, check these things out. Scan through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a short, terrible scene. It's not terrible, but it's terrible. Well, it, it, capsula- it encapsulates... Kirsten's entire like arc for this for this season where she calls Carter and he doesn't pick up and she leaves a voicemail that's like no never talk to me again (laughs) yeah she's like Carter I want to thank you for the necklace I really like it never talk to me again then hangs up the phone and starts drinking like (laughs) Kirsten like like that is Kirsten that is Kirsten in a nutshell (laughs) It, that's the fact that that scene didn't an, didn't end with some sort of like graphic of a stamp coming down, being like Kirsten, uh, tells me that this show is not what I hope it is. <laughs> the problem with Kirsten is her dad is Caleb. Yeah. So that means when she was a teenager, she had to be like a functional, responsible adult because yeah. her dad is Caleb, which meant she didn't get to be Summer Roberts. No, she now she gets to be Summer. Now Roberts. she's being Summer Roberts, which is also why it confuses her so much. She has all those scenes where she stares off into the distance, going like, "What is happening? What's going on? What am I feeling inside?" Weirdly enough, I think she needs to talk to Summer. I think so too. Summer, you're kind of a uh, impulsive weirdo. Uh, Kirsten, stop drinking the vodka. Get a punching bag, <laughs> and remember, you have someone who loves you. <laughs> None like me. <laughs> uh, it's another sad scene where Ryan tries to see Barissa. And then the weirdest thing ever happens. He gets sidelined by our good druggy friend Jess. Jess. For reasons that are unknown to me. <laughs> like, so he makes eye contact with Marissa. And, and is like, walking hey, towards her. And then Jess just like 
the the ghost of this girl like, rises up from the ground rattling chains at him and she's like oh ryan if you're not careful you will be haunted by the ghost of me Ooh, i need to get your pen which puts my hand close to your dick and then marissa leaves well marissa wanted to escape and jess i guess no did i mean i guess she marissa can't be around ryan i guess that makes sense so the way that the way that it's set up it looks like she's like, she spends a long time just staring at this thing that's happening here. I think Marissa wants to be around Ryan. And Jess was just there for long enough that she was like, no, I actually can't. Yeah, it's, anyway, so yeah, Jess stops Ryan for some bizarre reason, which a lot, which leads up to the third uh, escalation of Trey. What is important during oh. the scene is we do find out that, Tr- or Ryan finds out that yeah. Trey has been hanging out with Jess. Yes. And Ryan's like, you're really not a good influence. If I were Trey's dad, which I almost am, <laughs> I would probably ban him from seeing you. Yeah, yeah. Now my girlfriend has escaped, and you are trying to touch my dick. Please leave me alone. So I must go. <laughs> why, is, why is this happening right here? You may have my pen, for I do not like this. I don't know where that pen came from either. I didn't bring it. What? Anyway, be gone, spirit. I know how to fight ghosts with logic. I do not believe in ghosts. I am too practical. I am from Chino. I am <laughs> I am a businessman. You do not you do not scare me. I am not afraid of your spirits. You're a bit of undigested meat or a blob of mustard. Oh, mm, mm. gone into Christmas Carol. All right, sorry. Meanwhile, serious bad scene. Yeah, Trey escalation. <laughs> Trey escalates cuz originally he gave her a call, then he waited for her outside. And now he straight up just, like, approaches Goes to her. her. Yeah. And Marissa's like, literally, no. And he gets, like, five seconds with her before Tri- before Ryan is like, oh, hey, guys. Oh, hey, friends. Oh, you want to all have food together? We all have a fun food together. I think the, the I learned now at this point, I think, that their plan is to go to Seth's <laughs> launch. Launch. Which I didn't realize before. Until, Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, yo, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know, Ryan. Maybe. I will th- we'll think about it, right? I... And Ryan's like, I'm getting a real weird energy here. <laughs> Guys, what's up? Why this energy? Why, why am I the most energetic person in this scene? This isn't right. My name is Ben McKenzie. I never have the energy. I'm in Gotham now. I was also on some other Southpaw show. I don't know. I'm a cop, usually. <laughs> I've been watching, um... Uh, I've been watching Gotham. It 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 does feel extremely like Ryan has just grown up into Jim Gordon. I too have been watching Gotham, and I feel the same because way. of the feelings of justice. Yes, <laughs> that must be done. So speaking of strange, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of strange energy, uh, I guess it's later mi- that later that day afternoon or, or the middle of the day it's a large jump in time it's right after work yeah because <laughs> kirsten has been watching some emotional old movies and just drinking straight vodka i guess and sandy comes home she's just straight passed out on the couch and he's like <laughs> he picks up that glass and he's like oh this is just vodka what are the chances that seth did not walk past that and he was like, oh, mom's asleep. And then Ryan walked past, like, ah, oh, mom's drunk. He's like, not my problem. Uh, I've seen this before. i got other things to deal with. i got to figure out why this energy is so weird. <laughs> a lot of weird energy going on here. So Sandy 
tries to wake her up, obviously fails because straight vodka. Yeah, so he scoops her up and carries her to bed in a direction I did not realize their bedroom was... Their house puzzles me more. Now that we see more of that front front entrance area, yeah. I get more and more puzzled. Anyway, he, he takes a long way to bring her to bed. And the next morning, he brings her breakfast and guilt and love. Yeah, yeah. And he brings up the drinking. Which and she's like, have you been watching me? He's like, no, you've been leaving half full glasses of vodka all over the house. We live in the same house. What at do you think you're doing? At least pour them out. Just pour it down the thing. What are you doing? You're, you're like that girl from Signs. Glasses of water everywhere. So unless if you think that alien's going to come down that have some sort of great sickness against vodka, pour out your vodka. Otherwise, you're bad at keeping secrets, baby. I'm going to be honest. The drinking does upset me. I am more upset that you just keep leaving half full glasses of alcohol around. It's very wasteful, Kirsten. Seth could... Mm, Ryan could... Well, you know what? Marissa could come over, I guess. That could be bad. Anyone could drink those. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone could drink those. Remember the time Seth was drunk? He was so loud, Kirsten. <laughs> he was so loud. He he makes a little bit of a, uh, uh, like, trying to figure it out. He's like, is it because Carter left and now you have all this work? And she's like, it's nothing. It's no work. It's no Carter. <laughs> and he's like, okay, Kurt- so it's Carter. He's like, but maybe for a different reason than I just said. He's like, oh, okay. Because, because he's, yeah, cause he's like, because you got all that extra work to do now that Carter's left. And she's like, how dare you? <laughs> he's like, Can't you just trust me? He's like, oh. Um, like, oh, man, that is so many red flags. Our relationship is much worse than I thought <laughs> that it was. Is, that is a lot of red flags being raised at once. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Kevin. What are you drinking uh, this late time at night? Well, Kevin, as you know, and as our listeners know, I am not feeling well. Yes. So I have decided to go for a soothing herbal elixir. I am having a venti blossom rose tea latte. Ooh, blossom rose. Ooh, Ooh. from Starbucks. As you know, and our listeners don't know, I worked at Starbucks for a great many years during university. Yes. And so I heavily modify all of my drinks. It's exactly the way you want them. With, like, special milks and some pumps of some things and some pumps of other things. And I find all of Starbucks drinks are way too sweet now, so I make them less sweet. And It works. It's good. I think I've been sniffling a lot less than anticipated. That's nice. That's good for everyone. It's good for our listeners. They like it. And they would probably also like this giant tea latte. (laughs) Kevin, would you like some? You know, you made a promise to our mom not to get me sick. Because then how you're still sneezing. That's true. I tried so hard to hold that in. I really thought I could wait until the end of this segment. No, I waited. I let it come. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kevin. I did promise, Mom. I would not touch things that you would touch. I would not make you sick, for you have work on Monday. Yeah, and apparently I am fragile. I, too, have work on Monday, but... Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. So I guess you can't have any of this, because she will blame me. So we come back in, and Ryan and Seth are playing some video games and talking about Marissa and Summer. In the pool house. It's very, very cute. Yeah, it's mostly, uh, like, we get a little bit with that, you know, uh, Seth sort of suggests Ryan talks to Trey. 
Yeah, which yeah, is fine. Which is fine. But mostly we find out that Seth has a super elaborate Zack plan. He's some weird plan, which is which <laughs> he tries to make more complicated than it actually is. Which is that he, he apparently, after doing his thing where he, like, thought that he had Reed <laughs> help him, <laughs> which he definitely didn't, uh, he he has this comic book club. Spy on Zack. Yeah, claiming that he's trying to destroy the comic book club. Because he realizes that Zack will never tell Summer that he did not quit the comic book. <laughs> so Seth has to do that. Yeah, because yeah, that worked out so well for Seth, <laughs> Zack. Uh, elaborate plots. They're truly the same. So yeah, so he goes on, he um, ambushes Zack and Summer coming out of that place that Ryan, used, Ryan to used to work. And now they just go to all the time. Yeah. Uh, and works his way in the conversation. How Zack didn't quit and how the launch is still on Saturday. And then he goes into the restaurant and he watches with a gleeful gr- giggle. Griggle. <laughs> yeah. How Summer... He watches Summer and Zack fight, and he's like, hee, 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 hide behind a menu. It's kind of interesting, because when, when Zack was first like, I'll quit the comic book for you, even Summer was like, no, don't. But you know, there's one thing Summer doesn't like, deception. Yeah, so if he had just been like, yeah, I could have quit the comic book for you. Tried to. Sorry. She'd been like, okay, I didn't really want you to do it anyways. Legal contract, I'm sorry. There's one thing me, Summer Roberts knows, it's legal contracts. I know a great many things. But legal contracts, whew, those are tough. <laughs> to sign them before you have sex with me in my bondage gear. That's a, that's a foreshadowing. To later this episode. To, to, yeah, till later Dom summer. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan goes to visit Trey at the bait shop, where Trey is a much better worker than either uh, Alex or Seth have ever been. You mean the way that he's actually doing work and not just talking to other people yeah. and avoiding work? Yeah. Or using work to avoid talking to people? Well, he is sort of doing that. Yes, but he was also working before that. So he is carrying beers into the restaurant bar. Yeah. Restaurant bar. He's he's also – there's also sprites and other stuff in there as well. Yeah, he's doing a great job. But they do have alcohol. Luckily, he's 21. Yeah. So he can touch that alcohol. But as soon as Ryan tries to bring up anything Marissa-related – he, like, seizes up and... Oh, I gotta work, I gotta work! Well, it's because there's the rattling of chains therein. Literally, because Jess is literally lurking behind that delivery van. Yeah, she... <laughs> she, like, apparates in front of Ryan being like, Oh, I see you talking to your brother. I am the Jess of Jess's... Present? And Jess's present wants to have a threesome with two brothers. <laughs> She might be the Jess of Jess. This might be the Jess of Jess's future, actually. That's true, because she wants this thing. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I think if we go through it, they're all, they actually are the the three Jesses that we meet are for past, present, and future. Because the first one where she's like, Marissa doesn't even like you. You screwed up over the weekend. And the second one where it's like, yeah, I'm sleeping with Trey right now. And then this one who's like, I'd like to sleep with both of you. So she's... I want to put a put a little bit of a, a little bit of a tag right here on the fact that when Ryan tries to step around her, she stops him with like her boobs. Yeah. She like does something where she like put like she she's so tiny, where she just like pushes over, gets him, and like goes like for his mouth. Like, and ah, Ryan's like, no, please, please stop, woman. Gross. I, I've never interacted with you before, and I would like to continue not. Like Ryan has never actually met that girl. But don't worry, Kevin, because she leaves a zinger. And that zinger is, 
I thought brothers were gross too, but now I know I'm not the only one who's into them. It's, it's, there's something interesting because beforehand she's like, oh, but do you tell you about, oh, you know, it never mind. Like she, she, she has almost like a moment of like real human emotion where she doesn't tell him about Marissa, but then later she insinuates it anyways. Yeah, so. Yeah. So that that is the Jess of Jess's future, and now maybe Jess is gone from the show. Because we don't see her again this episode. <laughs> her three spirits have done their work. And their work is, what's well, work? <laughs> yeah, they have done their dark deeds. And I don't know who what it was supposed to change. So we have a short scene where Summer visits Marissa. Although, uh, no, Marissa visits Summer. No, Summer visits, visits Marissa, because Marissa's oh. flipping about how she's trying to go shopping, and she's spazzing Oh, I guess, out I, got, I, guess I got confused, because Marissa comes into the scene, and Summer seems surprised that Marissa's there. It's because Marissa's a real spaz, but don't worry, because Summer doesn't really care about Marissa's problems. Yeah, so Summer, Marissa wants help with clothes, because she's going to the launch, but then that, that cues this whole thing with Summer, where she makes a very interesting... Insane leap. Where, where this is all Reed's fault. Ooh, Okay. Okay. Sure. Meanwhile, we have a scene where Julie Cooper goes to visit Kirsten, first of all about her problems, but then immediately cares about her friend's problems. <laughs> Kirsten, I guess, is already drunk because she makes Julie a super screwdriver. Like, and- <laughs> did she offer Julie that beforehand, or did she just offhandedly make her a, make her like a I think screwdriver she just that's eighty five to her? Eighty five percent vodka. And Julie's like, ooh, I like to drink my problems away, but this is not you, Kiki. <laughs> yeah. And then Kirsten explains her problems. And when she lays them out, I'm kind of like, Kirsten, that's literally just like, well, Kir- sometimes being an adult is hard. Yeah, Kirsten has you this. You have to talk to Sandy. Yeah, Kirsten has this thing where she's like, oh, like, oh, we're, we're fighting. And I'm like, are you? Are you? You're you're not. You're avoiding having any sort of conflict, and Sandy's trying to reach out to you. And that has been this entire season. She got sad that the boys went away. Yeah. And, I mean, this is what alcoholism is. Yes. She got sad that the boys went away. She didn't know how to deal with her emotions. Yeah. And she just withdrew into herself. So, I mean, it's very realistic. Yeah. But it's also, when she lays it out, you're kind of like, well, if you talk... And Julie thinks the same thing. She's like, if you talk to Sandy... Yeah. Uh, you know. Fortunately, Kirsten's having the teen time she never had before, so. So. And unfortunately, she's having it with access to alcohol. So vodka. The so solution. Vodka. Yeah. Summer descends upon Reed. And Reed plays her like a fiddle. <laughs> Summer Summer has this, this, she's like, she thinks that Reed is manipulating Seth and Zach. To play them against each other, so she has something? Yeah. <laughs> and I want Reed to be like. What? No. I just want to run a business. So, so, she, so she figures out that the best thing to do in this situation, which is not bad, is be like, all right, you want manipulation? Hey, Summer. You know who the most important person in this threesome is? It's you. <laughs> because a con- she, I mean, she's just straight up just like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're the most important one. People are the, you're the one people are going to want to have photos with. You're going to have... Yeah, when the comic book launches, Lil Miss Vixen will be the most important person. What? <laughs> Reed knows how to how to mess with teens. And she does it. She just 
She's just like, I just want this comic book to get launched so we can, you know... Sell it. Sell it. I don't want to play people against each other. I don't want... I just want to do my job. Please. So, she apparently has a costume, which we... Yeah. I mean... We know what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure that Summer has that in her trunk. (laughs) No, but Reed says you have to try it on to make sure it fits. Reed Reed's the one who has it. So it's Reed's clothes. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So from this hilarity to the worst, Marissa and Ryan are having like a cute moment. They get some kissing. And then Ryan gets like slightly assertive. Yeah. Which you Which you do. Yeah. Unfortunately, Marissa can't handle this. Yeah. With flashbacks and her un- diagnosed and untaking well, care of I, trauma from actually, Trey. This is, this is really it powerfully shot. It's a really interestingly shot scene because they're not actually flash... I mean, they're in, mentally, they're flashbacks. The way that they shoot, shoot it in the scene is, is that... Is Trey takes the place of Ryan. Yes. And does what Trey did. Yes. Um, and, actually, and, like the, and when you see the intercutting, you can see that Ryan is actually not being any more aggressive. He's just was, being a little bit assertive. Yeah, and he's, he's being the same way he always is, but whenever it flashes to Trey, it's a lot... He's a lot more aggressive so it shows like this thing what where her Mar- brain's doing. Yeah, Marissa is like escalating in her in her head what's going on, and that's what trauma does to people. Again, this is the wrong word, but yeah. it's like the end of the last episode where this is so beautiful, yeah, and so raw, yeah, and so realistic. And I, I had, I, I just to put a little bit of lightness. In this. I just thought when she first came in, like she pretty much initiates, let's start making out. Yeah. But I'm like, Marissa, you don't want him to see the giant bruise on your clavicle. She's just hoping she can distract him with some sexiness. I got a sexy idea, Ryan. How about I keep my shirt on? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so I... We call this Donald Duckett, where I come from. <laughs> really any duck. All the ducks wear shirts and no pants. <laughs> that's, that's true. But it's weird if you call it Huey, Dewey, and Lewin. Ooh. Ooh. Or you could call it Huey, Louie, and Dewin. Better. But that's not the way that they're said. No, it's not. Yeah. I didn't think that Misha Barton was a great actor. She's done some insane things on this show. (laughs) This episode, though, and last episode, she is... I don't know what she did. I don't know if she took some lessons. Well, I think it's kind of terrible to say. I think she does trauma well. Which I... Which is an unfortunate thing to be a good good thing being an actor for, but she does do... I'm not going to say anything. Maybe she's pulling from something, although I don't believe in method acting. No. Um, But she does such a good job. She pushes Ryan off and she claims, I'm sorry, I can't. And then she pulls this amazing lie out of her back pocket. Yeah. Where she says, too much time has passed. Yeah. I thought we could go back, but we can't. Yeah. Ryan is very confused. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten's drink drunk on the couch again, which I do want to imply means that Marissa, because she goes to the house, just ran past the drunk Kirsten. And Kirsten just stared into the middle distance. She's like, oh, all right, sure, whatever. And Sandy comes in. She's still staring into the middle distance, but she's like, where were you? And Sandy's like, I took your car in for repairs. <laughs> yeah, he, he confronts her with some pretty logical evidence. Like, the, the path he took here makes a lot of sense. But she just throws herself her feelings and emotions yeah. at him. How he, dare you talk about Carter? What about Rebecca? Yeah, because he's, he's like, um, <laughs> you you know, you know, work very closely with Carter. 
Carter's now gone. You've now you're been on binge. a bender. You've been on a bender. I Those... said Carter, and you lost your mind. Like it doesn't doesn't ta- it doesn't take an OC to fi- to put these clues together. And she goes to, "How dare you talk about Carter? What about Rebecca?" And he's like, "Oh, why are we bringing that up?" I thought we addressed that. And she's like, "You left first. And he's like, "I did not." And she storms out. And he's like, but our love. Oh, no. So, I guess the book launch is a book reading? Well, it's a comic book launch, and it's weird that Seth, that anyone would read a comic. I've never been to a comic book, a graphic novel launch. It's a graphic novel. Yeah. I've never been to a graphic novel launch. I've been to book launches, and there you read the book, because that's what books are. But graphic novels are... Graphic novels? (laughs) (laughs) Visual mediums. So, they, they sort of make this thing that Seth went on for an hour reading it. Even fifteen minutes would would have it's been too un- much. Would have been untenable if I was there. I'm like, you're just reading the panels. So maybe maybe the it's supposed to be he was supposed to read at all, but we, we jump into this way late in the launch where he finishes the first episode. Nope, the yeah. fir- episode of Atomic County, and it's the sure ending episode. of the first episode of the OC. Yep, yep, yeah. We'll do Atomic County, bitch. <sighs> yeah, yeah, everyone's upset. Reed's upset because the reading went on for too long. Although the nerds love it. Yeah, they they don't seem to care. They're having so much fun. But you know who's not having fun? Zach and Seth. No, they're just sniping each other behind that table until the Vix. What's her name? The reveal. Little, little Miss Vixen. Little Miss Vixen shows up, which is Summer in in like pseudo dom gear. And it's a fun photo op. You buy the comic book, Seth signs it, you get a real life photo with Little Miss Vixen. See, here's what I imagine it was. She what um uh what Greed did is she hired another woman to be Little Miss Vixen and then figuring this would deal Makes... with the situation. Yeah. Just like, why don't you be her? And then she's just like, Sorry, here I'll pay you your money. Go go. I have to take care of I have to do this. This is, I've decided this is the best way of doing this. Because I mean, Summer did it for free. Yeah, and for sure there would have been a photo. Like, you can't just add a photo op. Yeah. So I imagine she, and that's why she had the costume. Yeah. Because she had someone else. Yeah. And then. <laughs> now, why she decided that Little Miss Vixen was the most important character in the comic book? I, I mean, because she is a very, because you saw the audience, Aaron. There are four women in that audience. That's true. And I guess they can't have Cosmo Girl because she does have that alcohol flask. Yeah, I think it's mostly because Little Miss Vixen is literally, literally a woman with a whip and a can like a cat mask and six inch heels. Yeah, she she is the character they would be like. This is clearly just a sexualized woman, and it is the character that Seth would create. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Julie heads off to the restaurant and gets served in a different way. But um. Sh- Caleb, what is wrong with you? Why are you such a garbage human being? Yeah, he re- he's real bad as a person. He surprises his wife with dinner, then does not show up for the dinner because she's going to get served divorce papers. Yeah. What? And then he then like she so she goes and is like, "Oh, so it like a divorce?" And you know, they talk back and forth a little bit. And Julie's like, "Hey, you know, it doesn't matter the prenup, all these things. I'm going to, you know, get what I deserve because you're garbage. You're garbage." And then he throws off the big photos that he got earlier for just this moment. 
And Julie's like, these are completely out of context, but I can't fight them. Yeah, this is this is me actually just like being like, bye. And then he says, I want you and Marissa gone immediately. Also, you're fired. Which he so does not have that power because he doesn't have a job. I, well, <laughs> I guess he does. What is his job? I know. <laughs> if Julie's the CEO and Kristen's the CFO, what is Caleb? <laughs> the CCEO. The, the, the Caleb of Caleb's future. I don't know. This is, Julie probably is not fired, but she just doesn't know. Yeah. He's like, if she doesn't show up, she'll get fired by the board. Awesome. Ooh, Got it. I'll just tell her. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Caleb. Why are you so bad? So this, uh, that leads into back at the uh, the launch where, I guess, Summer in her outfit both got Z- Seth and Zach real horny is the only way I can describe it. So Seth, he pulls Summer through the curtains and he's like, my love, I have it for you. <laughs> Please. But then Zach comes back and he's also like, but I also have it for <laughs> my you. My love, I must fight the Seth. Then Seth and Zach just Fight. It's a full-on nerd. Okay, so um, you have not watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. But they recently did this song called Real Life Fighting is Awkward. Yeah. And that's what this is. Well, Real Life Fighting is Awkward. Real Life He's mostly just awkward. holding on to each other and rolling. <laughs> and accidentally hitting Summer. But not in a way that actually hurts her because they're both. No, it doesn't break her nose or anything. Yeah. Uh, but she just, <laughs> just like whip them. <laughs> dare Whips you. Them. Essentially, these two are like the oasis of comic books. Because the crowd is loving it. Oh, yeah. They are watching that fight, and they're like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> then, yeah, the, the Summer whips them, and they're like, Summer, you have to choose one of us. And, good, and I guess good for Summer. Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I think it's the best outcome of this situation that was presented. Where she's like, neither. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Both assholes. You're so bad. So bad. And Reed is very close to to joining Kirsten in a bender. Oh, she is already staring into that middle distance. Yeah. So we have a short scene where Ryan and Sandy are both dads looking for their ladies. They... They also, it makes me feel like this is this probably scene was originally going to be earlier, because they both mentioned they're like, oh, maybe we can get that book launched before it's done. I'm like, that book launch is long done. (laughs) Seth read his book for an hour. Yeah, and then they had a photo op. When did you think you were going to arrive there? She already did her, well, thank you for coming, everybody. Just get to the back and pretend you were there all along. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good. A plus. Yay. Sort of fight went on here. (sighs) Poor boys. They got to find off and get the girls. So now here's the fi- finale of Trey's terrible escalation. First, Aaron, he called her on the phone. She did not pick up. Much like Drake gets called on the phone. Yeah, he used to call me on my cell phone. Yep. But now you come to my school and stalk me. Then he goes to the parking lot and grabs her. Then he comes, home invades her. He comes to her house and realizes the back door is unlocked. And then realizes she's sleeping. And is like, alright, I know what I know what will make me a, the good guy in this situation. Sneaks up behind her, taps her on the shoulder. Marissa does not like this. No. no, <laughs> no. Really? Really? Really, Trey? You thought this would go well? Really, this comedy of errors isn't endearing? You... Okay, but if this was a rom-com... <laughs> 
I mean, if this was a rom-com, nothing beforehand would have happened. That's true. Like, if this is a rom-com, the structure would be different. This is a real you moment. You being the Netflix series. The Netflix series, yeah. yes. Uh, so, so he home invades her and, a little bit. And he tries to apologize but for like she, 30 seconds until she, she refuses. she's rightfully upset because he came into her house and then it gets pretty hostile. Yeah, he goes real bad. Yeah. To be fair, I don't know if to be fair is the right phrasing. He has had the ghost of Jess whispering in his ears, that's, telling him that he's garbage and doesn't deserve anything this, good. That's what I mean. Everything was fine until Wormtongue got in his head. Like, he was trying so hard to fight his inner yeah. everything. Until the spirit from hell descended upon him. For no reason. Like, her her motivations? <laughs> it, I don't what are why, they? I don't what she's doing anything she's the most out of like out of place person in this the end of the series why is she season. so mean to him no what did he ever do to her but lie to save her i don't know but he um uh, so yeah he's he's pretty hostile he just he his ba- we learn his basic thing is he just like just don't like you know don't tell ryan he just wants to go back to before where they can all yeah. be cool so he so he he storms out but unfortunately this time's up of in a way that, of course, it does. Where Ryan was also coming to home invade his girlfriend. <laughs> he would have done that as well. He would be like, oh, the back door is open. Or he would have called her and been like, hello, I'm outside. The back door is unlocked. No, he also May would, I come in? He also would have home invaded. Like, it's true. Though, his, once again, as I said, context would have been different. He would have tapped on the shoulder. She would have been like, Ryan, how did you get? It would have been a lot more lighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going on? But he, but he sees Trey coming out of Marissa's house. And then the words that Wormtongue whispered into his ear echo in his ear. Like, oh boy, this is just screaming for a really, really bad misunderstanding. That she's not the only one who likes brothers. Yeah, this, this, this is, this is going to make for a real weird penultimate and ultimate episode of the season. And I mean, poor Brian, Ryan is not, like, <laughs> this leap of logic is not so far a leap. No, it, no it's not. He, he is making the, like, a, a logical choice. Because he told Marissa to hang out with Trey while yep. he was gone. And this is not the first time Marissa has cheated on someone. And then he comes home. She's a super weirdo. Yeah. Trey keeps popping up at his school. He hasn't seen Trey. I mean, he did that he once. He saw him the one time. And Trey wouldn't talk to him when he went to the bait shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is he supposed to think? That ghost <laughs> told him about brothers. And he doesn't know that his brother is on drugs. And he doesn't know that she's a ghost. It's, there's too many things. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that Trey's on cocaine. Yeah, Trey is also on cocaine. I forgot about he's on cocaine. He definitely did some cocaine before he home invaded. Yeah. 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 So now that one uh, dad has found his lady... Uh, now time for the other dad to not really find his lady, but he's so, driving around trying to find her. And Kristen's at a restaurant sitting in front of a martini. Well, she's finished her pre-gaming, I guess. And now she's looking at a martini and looking, touching her necklace. Yeah. She and takes off the necklace. She doesn't drink the martini. She talks to Sandy on the phone. As she's driving. And then... Well, sorry, at this moment, um, I was like... Oh, man, she's drunk driving in a teen drama. Now, Aaron, you've watched enough teen dramas, and I know enough about uh, film convention. You're going to be punished for that. I knew as soon as I saw that I realized she was driving. I'm like, oh, snap, I know what's going to happen. So she finally decides, Sandy, maybe. You know, I thought I I was going to lose you. 
Well, and then then we get then we get like a fake out. It's like it's like the the show knows what we're what we're looking to, for because um she drops her phone, which seems unnecessary. She is drunk. Yeah, but she all drops her phone, and then the light turns red, and she goes to the intersection, and she's about to hit a car. She hits on her brakes, and like ah. And then a, just a garbage truck comes. She gets full-on T-boned, flipped over. Yeah. The most T-boned by a garbage truck. End of episode. <sighs> so, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic... Dropped its cell phone on the ground, only to be smacked by the garbage truck of drama. It did. And it's the only one it could be this episode. Well, no, there could be two. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm picking the big one because I get to go first. Okay. And it is Ghost Jess. <laughs> A specific she, moment of Ghost Jess? I think the first one, when she just appears behind Trey and she's like, <laughs> so what? The princess doesn't like the farm boy? Ah, oh, I'm a ghost. ah, you're a terrible person. No one will ever love you except for me. I'm the best girl ever. Except for I won't be around. Because I'm a ghost. Else am I want to sleep with your brother? I actually died in that pool. Ah, I don't know. I'm dead. <laughs> she, you know what? Trey is messed up enough. What? He doesn't need a ghost. Why does she exist? <laughs> She doesn't add anything other than some drama. She does not drive the storyline forward. I mean, I guess, I mean, technically she does. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it could happen on its own. Oh, maybe. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Originally, I was going to uh, pick uh, the second just moment, but I did have another one set up, uh, which was the one we actually didn't talk about when we were going through it. And that was when Julie was talking to Cal. He says something that sort of slides by, but I feel like should have been focused on a little bit more, where he's like, he's like, I like I've the, you've been watching one way or another even since before we were married and he reveals he knows that she was sleeping with um uh Zach in the first season and I'm like how oh, long yeah. have you been wa- wait what you weren't even there was no interest going on there why <laughs> that it, did Luke no he only called her he never showed up anywhere well well it did it, Cal find something out when Luke drunk drove. But no, but this. But means, why? Yeah, but so like, so wait, so this is mean like as soon as he started dating her, even when they broke up for a temporary amount of time, he's always had a private investigator on her. Cal is insane. Does Cal just private investigate everyone in Newport? I I assume that Kirsten has one on her. Ryan has one on her. Ryan probably keeps losing his tails though. He's good. At that. He's very good at that. Seth does. Stand. I, that's the only assumption I made because that is an insane thing for a human being to do. Yes. And I, and like, I, I feel like. <laughs> it went by too fast. I didn't even. Yeah, he, he just says it. And then it says all like, like, I know all these things, but this right here is the last straw. And I'm like, no. <laughs> also, the this right here, like everything that happened with our sweet, sweet blackmailer was his fault. Well, and also, if if he knows all that other stuff, how does he not know the context of that moment? Yeah, how if did he's he been not watching know? her in one way or another? Cuz I'm sure her purse is bugged. <laughs> yeah, it is such a one line that means such huge things in the show that we're just like, 
Yeah, but th- th- that just shows how powerful Caleb is. So does he just not care? Like, does he just like to marry people and then divorce them for fun? I guess so. <laughs> Remember what we said, uh, character growth and then... The ungrowth? The, once again, they had to send him off to Rome for a few episodes so we, so we could forget about any character growth he had. Yeah. Because they were going to be like, no, actually, he was spying on her the entire time. Because remember when he started liking Lindsay? I feel and, like, like, wanted a daughter? I feel like, at this point, at least, uh, Julie kind of has the moral high ground of being like, wait, you were spying on me? The Like, even when we were broken up, you were still spying, spying on me on forever? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, too bad doesn't work with him because he has no morals or empathy. Yeah, he He's can't... been haunted by, by Marley forever. Marley is forever haunting him. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the entire scenes, behind him, just jangling his chains, being like, I helped you build this real estate, slash, now it's a publishing company. Empire. Uh, now I'm a ghost. Show me more about the future. I can use it to buy stocks. No. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. You're I'm only getting just, the past. I'm just going to show you a grave. <laughs> it won't even have a name. You'll have to figure out whose grave it is. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's always yours. <laughs> put in different provinces states yeah, yeah screw screw you Caleb <laughs> Caleb you're gonna be buried in Canada but you don't even like Canada sucks to be you so yeah that was the episode now Riverdale comes back next week for who knows how long <laughs> so we will unfortunately have to leave this uh, until Riverdale takes another break which I mean could be how, anytime how many episodes are you into Riverdale <sighs> I don't even know anymore. Twelve? I think yeah, I think eleven or twelve, and it goes up to twenty-two. So ten more episodes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, twelve, twelve. I think it's yeah, it's twenty. I think pretty sure it's a twenty-two episode season. It's the end of February. Yeah, and they took how many breaks in the first twelve? It could be months before we come back to the OC. Uh, I mean, unlikely, but it could be. <laughs> yeah. So we'll pick up on this when we come back. But uh, until then, if you like this episode, hit us up on some social meds. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. It is Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA. Or you can email us at Podcast Moa, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Also, give us some ratings, reviews, subscription. If this was YouTube, I'd say smash that like button, which is maybe still a thing you can do. On YouTube? Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. A thing you can do for us? On what? Well, we're not YouTube. We're a podcast. I mean... Can people smash our like button? I mean, you can review episodes. Do that. I don't know what you can do. I don't know if you can do that on Spotify or Google Play. I mostly only know iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you can like us, like it. Yeah, like, like, subscribe, tell your friends. All those things. We love you. Love us back, please. Is Kirsten going to be okay? How is Seth going to win Summer back? Did Jess's spirit help Trey change his ways, thereby saving Christmas? Or whatever it is she was trying to do? Answers all this and more someday on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast. <laughs>